Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. From the Fifth Quarter Studio in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to the Coaching Youth Hoops Podcast. They're playing basketball. 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 Here's our hosts. Steve Collins. Steve Collins. And Bill Flitter. Bill Flitter. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Coaching Youth Hoops. And Bill and I will not be coming from you from coming to you from the fifth quarter studios. Um, we are going to be coming from the Blue Wire Studios in the Wind Casino. Very excited about that. Um and did a couple did a couple podcasts in Vegas and it was awesome. Um, they'll be over on YouTube, um, but just wanted to let you know that um, and to go over and check out coachingyouthhoops.com. You can sign up for uh, any future updates or go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. But let's head off to the podcast. All right, so our last topic that I want to talk about today before I hit the craps table again. My brother has a craps table in his basement. Really? Not lying. Does he have a pool in his basement too? No, he has a he has a pool outside, but he has a basketball court at his house. Is it uh, the one in Chicago? No, or the it's the one in Vegas or the one in it's out the, here. No, it's he doesn't have a place in Vegas, which surprises me actually. He has uh, it's his yeah. one. It's his home. It's his one in New Hampshire. His home. Yeah. Oh, New Hampshire. Oh, okay. Oh, right, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's his home. He has a basketball court. Nice. I know. Nice. Yeah, he's not a teacher. Okay. <laughs> Just be real. Okay. Um, all right. Let's go into this last topic because this was the one that jumped right. out at me. What w- okay. what needs to change in youth hoops? And we have what two hours left? Now, well, Is we can, we can we we got like ten <laughs> minutes left. Ten minutes left. I have to meet my wife for lunch too. Um, okay. We have like ten minutes. Ten to fifteen minutes. What would you change about youth hoops? 
I, I mean, I have a lot of uh, if you don't have any. Yeah, no, head. you know, I, I'm trying to, I'm trying to in my head, like process, like what, what, if I had a magic wand, what's the number one thing I would change? And I honestly think it comes down to this is I would change the parents and their approach. We all, you know, our kids are the most precious thing in our lives, but they need to go through adversity as well to become productive adults. Right. And you shouldn't step in for them. You should empower them. And of course, if it's abusive and all of that, that's, that's a given, that's a given. Yeah. But I think that the most important thing that parents could do is support their kids journey, not by stepping in, but giving them the words to help them through situations. And instead of blaming and pushing blame on the coach, um, or the refs for that matter. Um, you know, what could you, what can you do if your son is not, or daughter is not playing instead of blaming the coach say, well, you know, honestly, sweetheart, you know, how many times you're going out in the backyard, just playing Well, you're not, or, Hey, did you ever ask coach why, how you, you know, what you can do for the team to make, you know, to help the team. Um, uh, and you know, it, it's not always the coach's fault. The kids, you know, um, you know, the coaches do the best that they can. I'm generally speaking, you get that, but I, I think it's just important that we put our kids through adversity, healthy adversity and teach them how to, uh, give them the language and the power to help them through the process. Does that make sense? Yeah. Am I making I, sense yeah. Back? And I think, I think the issue is, and, and, you know, like Drew tried out for his college team and didn't make it. It was probably one of the handful of times he's been disappointed. You know, the feeding yeah. into his first school. But it's like, well, he learned from that. That was a great, I mean, both of them were great life lessons. He's still friends with, I right. mean, it's like, but he had to go through that. Like, we all have to go through right. that. You know, I didn't get mm-hmm. the first job I wanted. Like, I didn't get the first coaching. But it, great. It made me maybe get the job I was meant to have. Um so I think that's that. I think that's one of the issues um, that we. It's it, and again the cliche here with the growth mindset and, and being in education, right. but yeah. it's true. The growth mindset is you gotta you gotta struggle a little bit before you gotta fall down. How do you learn to walk? You fall down a lot, that's right? right. <laughs> fall down a lot, yeah. And then you pick that's yourself right. up and you figure out how to balance. And the same with a bike, riding a bike, all that stuff. It's like you have training wheels, and then you take them off, and then you fall, and then. It's like that's life, and it's like I don't think, I don't think parents let them go through yeah. that as much as they did twenty five yeah. years ago. No. Now, no. do I sound like the old fart? Get off my porch. Yes, <laughs> but I think it's true. Um, yeah. And, and post COVID, I think it's even worse. Um, I agree because I think there's more of a um, mama bear, papa bear thing post COVID. Because we were all stuck together, we were all in this weird spot. Um, yep. My daughter didn't get prom or junior year. Blah blah blah. My, mine did, but whatever. But that's the the mentality. Like graduation was taken away, so it's almost this mama papa thing that I got to rebalance the world, uh, which is slowly happening. I think it is. I really do believe it is. But I think that's the big. I think that's the big yeah. issue. Yeah. And I, I think youth sports would be a positive experience for the kids if 
the parents who are there to support them through it versus pushing them or pushing and, and blaming. Right. Yeah. So what else? I, what, the other big thing for me that I absolutely just, I, I hear it. I see it in our Facebook group. It's at it from, there should be no pressing up to a certain oh. age. I don't know what that magic age is. Sixth grade, maybe start of sixth grade. Let the kids play. That's, that's my, um, I don't know. I don't know what you think about that, but especially at the rec leagues, um, the, you know, if you're doing one or two practices a week and that's all you get to practice, you shouldn't press. Now, if you're a AAU team and you have the ability to, to maybe Pick go the five days a week on yeah. practice and then go into a tournament. Okay. You got time to work on that. Right. And you know, you kind of know what you're getting yourself into, but just back off. Like there is no need. You, we don't want to chase kids away. We want them to love the game, be able to get dribble, do all those things that they need to do to succeed on the court. We don't need to press bad players or bad teams. Right. Um, let them develop first, and then the game itself gets better. So going back to the original question, it says, what needs to change in youth hoops? I yeah. think there needs to be a uniform set. First of all, I think they should be playing three-on-three three until they're – in fifth grade, probably, and on lower hoops and a smaller ball and all that stuff in a utopian world, that's what happens. Should yeah. happen. I don't. I know we don't live in a utopian world, but that's what should happen. But I think there should be a uniform set of rules for age specific. Now, again, there's talented and gifted people. That's right. Adele is talented and gifted. Obviously, she would have been in a talented yeah. and gifted program when she was seven. I get that there's different rules for her um, and for other for basketball players like that. However, I think you know there's things like playing man-to-man defense, teaching ball handling, not pressing. Yeah. All of those skill sets, I think we can break down and probably come up with a uniform set of rules that you know here's what a third grader should be able to do. Here's what That's a third right. grader shouldn't do. There's no reason for us to – like a th- third grader should be playing three-on-three half courts on a lower right. hoop with a smaller ball, period. I don't care what you say. It's They're crazy, not- though. We uh, in, our, in our youth league, we the local rec league, we did that as an experiment. We got so much pushback. It's because the parents They're think like, They're going to be playing for you. They're going to be playing for UNLV. That's what the problem is. They think yeah. they're going to be – like, what do you – no, you're no. wrong. No. Like most yeah. of these kids will not play high school. One percent of them will play in college. A half right. a percent, a half of a half of a percent will get paid for it. So yeah. why don't we teach them the game the right way? You know, I don't ask you to shoot on a fifteen foot hoop. That'd be like me <laughs> shoot. I mean, see they can't shoot, right. they can't they're not strong enough to get it to a ten yeah. foot rim. That's right. So what yeah, are we no, doing? Yeah. Like again, yeah. Utopian world, and I know that because I fought that same battle. No one wants to do three on three. No one wants. They all want to like live vicariously and go to you know the water park and then play three games on a Saturday. And you know, fine. It, let's 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 admit what it is then at that point. Yeah. Um, but I think that would be it. That would be the one thing I would change about youth hoops. That would be number one. Number two would be no parents coaching. Period. Mm, yeah. And a utopian world, I'm not coaching my son. 
he had he played mm-hmm. soccer when he was little on a on a on a club team that was called the 56ers. He had great coaches. They weren't me. I had to pay more money for that. Yeah. Because the coach needed to be paid. Um, but that was fine because it wasn't me. He was hearing a different yeah. voice. And again, do most youth coaches are most youth coaches parents? Yes. That's, and they're probably listening to this podcast because they want to become better youth coaches. Then I, I get it. And it, it but it, I'm just saying if we're going to that utopian bizarro world, that's what I would want. Um for someone else other than the parent to do it. Because we're parents, you know. Yeah, we're um, parents, yeah, we're biased, right? Yeah. Uh, but you know, obviously then it's money, it's you know, you know, parents are volunteering their time, love for the kids, blah yep. blah blah. Yeah. So that that is a tough one. Um uh I struggle with this one. Um, and there, obviously we could talk about this for hours and it's always on our Facebook group, man versus zone, right? Always. Um, it's always know, on yeah. the Facebook group. <laughs> yeah. And I would say man, I mean, we know kit third, fourth, fifth graders can't shoot consistently outside. So they're there to score. Scoring for them is fun, right? right? It's 12 to seven at the end of the game, people. It's not like... Right. So- <laughs> We're not going 106 to 101. What are you talking like? Right. Yeah, let yeah. them play. Yeah, let them play. Yeah, yeah. There's other things you can do to win if you just focus. You know, focus on great man-to-man defense. Then, right? If that's positioning, you, fun, you know, dribbling, positioning. ball yeah. handling, passing. You can do all sorts of fun things within the within the spectrum of teaching them the, this great game. Um, yeah, but yeah, that would be those. Those are my my pet peeves um you know maybe some of the skill set stuff i think would be something i would want to change about youth hoops i would i would not let i personally would not let a pre-seventh grader ever shoot a three-pointer i Hmm. again no it's not going to happen but it's too far out most seventh graders aren't strong enough to get the ball there with good form Seven? Did you say seventh grade or seven year old? Seventh grader. I would middle school is where I'd oh, start wow. it. Sixth or seventh grade yeah. would yeah. be the first time yeah. I'd let. I might. That's what I'm saying. I would either let a sixth grader or a seventh grader. That would be the first time they could shoot threes. Oh wow! Because yeah. a fifth grader is not strong enough. No, most fifth know. graders yeah. are not strong enough. They're just not. But what they do the boys? This, they do this always. Yeah, they do with two hands. But what? Are, what's the first thing they always do when they step into any gym? Shoot a three. Shoot a three. First thing they do, even on my, when I train them individually, you know, I'm talking with the parents saying, hello, I turn around. They're all at the three point line shooting threes, trying to shoot. We were threes. talking about this. And before we came out with my, one of my, uh, the, with Josh, who was on coach unplugged. And I, I said, Steph Curry has probably changed the game more than anyone since like mm. maybe bird magic for the NBA, but for like, like, like Mike and did for the bigs, it's like Steph Curry changed the game. More than LeBron, more than Kobe, um, maybe Kobe a little bit because that's kind of the hybrid player right now. But Steph, Steph shooting all those threes and Golden State winning all those championships changed the game. Yeah. Changed it at the R level, high school. Definitely changed yeah, it at the absolutely. youth level. It's like poof, yeah. poof, 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 yeah. poof, 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 three, 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 three. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. I. Yeah, I that's one of my pet peeves is. My okay, son, sum yeah. that up. So give me one thing. Th- you can only change one thing. That's it. You can only do one thing. What is it about the youth game? 
I'd have that. What I'd have that say? uniform set of rules that everyone has uniform to go set under. Of rules. Okay. Yeah. 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 Because yeah. I guess that would encompass. Is, yeah. yeah. I don't know if you're going to. That would encompass it. mine too, which would be the 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 pressing. You know, the full core press, full core pressure at third grade. You know, it's like why, why, why? What are you doing? Right. You know. I know. I know. So, All right. So yeah. before we end here, I want to make sure that I've got you on tape saying. This summer you'll come out maybe at some point and we'll do yeah by you you mean yeah we'll do it in person because you're close enough we'll we could drive we could do we could do a coach yeah. unplugged and then we I mean, could Madison do is 45 minutes away from my from my parents house so yeah okay. when I'm out there yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll do that for sure maybe Vegas yeah, no, too. maybe Vegas too six hours yeah. ain't too bad you can get in a car or well no you're coming out west I thought wasn't that the yeah at some point oh I am coming out west I'm coming to to Napa in the end of uh Beginning of June? Beginning of June? I have to look and see when that's happening. Yeah, let me know. Yeah. We'll figure something out yeah, so yeah. we can get. We'll figure out. Yeah, we'll do it live. Do it live from there. I'll we'll bring do the a equipment. Live one. I like that. Right. We're from the vineyard. From a vineyard. On location. On location. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good. All right. Till next time. Basketballpracticeplans.com. Go get them, coaches, before. We didn't talk about that, but dude, I got a big announcement coming up. I haven't shared it with you. I'm so excited to share it with you. Um, when I, yeah, so it's coming. Okay, we'll we'll, we'll, ready. We'll, 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 we'll we'll talk. We'll keep that in the we'll keep that in the queue. That's right. All right. Sports Social Podcast Network.